Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 628. Everything I've ever done in my life and everything I've ever seen and every place I've ever lived and everything I've ever experienced all rolls into the work I'm doing now. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and very excited to welcome back Peter Vincent. He's a guest on our show. He was here about two years ago, and he has a new book to talk about. Really excited to have you here. Peter, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Great to have you here. Peter Vincent is an artist, an author, and a photographer who's been working with the landscape at the Bonneville Salt Flats for over 20 years and 40 years as a photographic artist, combining it with the subculture of land speed racing and the pop culture of the American Hot Rod. He's a regular on the salt every August for Speed Week and never misses this gathering, ever. He's published numerous books on the automobile, and his work has been displayed in museums across the country, including many permanent collections. His fourth book, The Bonneville Salt Flats, 20 Years of Photography, was released back in the fall of 2013, and his fifth book, The Rolling Bones, is now available. I've got my own copy. This is incredible. His images have been published in many magazines, including the Rodder's Journal, Hop Up, Hot Rod, and American Rodder. And his iconic Seven Coops photograph, taken in 2002, appeared on the cover of Hop Up magazine. One of Peter's photographs hangs in my home as well. Peter is going to offer one lucky Cars yeah subscriber a copy of his book, a signed copy of his book. So listen up, and I'll tell you how you can get a copy of this. So, Peter, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share just a little bit about your history, your photography, and your passion for automobiles before we get into the questions? My whole life is a history in itself, and everything I've done makes a difference, and it matters to what I do now. And the older I'm getting, the more I realize how much difference that is. And uh, I discovered art, automotive work, and pop art popular culture in the fifth grade in Palo Alto in the 50s. Cool. 
I almost hate to say the 50s, but uh, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> hey, that's a badge of courage, my friend. <laughs> I was lucky. I was lucky I hit it at the right time when the Bay Area, before it boomed. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah. I moved from uh, Arkansas to Chicago, Palo Alto, California, and I thought I'd landed in heaven. Yep. Uh, literally. And uh, it was it was gorgeous. And uh, it sure beat Chicago, and it definitely beat Arkansas for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a special place. And back then, it was a very, very different, of course, before things kind of exploded and blew up. And uh very special time. I grew up in Southern California back in the 60s and 70s, and very different than it is now. It was just a wonderful, wonderful place. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you as we go through these questions. But first, I always like to start by asking my guest for some kind of an inspirational quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Peter, take the wheel. For me, everything I've ever done in my life and everything I've ever seen and every place I've ever lived and everything I've ever experienced all rolls into the work I'm doing now. Mm. And uh, it's a delicious split between the automotive subculture and the bike subculture and racing subculture and what I call fine art. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to push it further and further into the fine art world, and it's, I think it's working. I think we're getting there. The person who does the foreword on my books is still Lanier, and he was the chief curator for the Oakland Museum of California. And uh, he knows his stuff. He's, he's very well connected, and uh, he also happens to be a gearhead. So uh, we've gotten to know each other over the years. and. So we talk as much art as we do automotive. And uh, to me, it crosses over. Right. I think that's a part of why I love your art so much. I bought one of your prints a long, long time ago, way before the concept of Cars Yeah even existed. And it, it hung over my desk for many, many years, long before I even knew you. And when you were on the show almost two years ago today, I was so excited because I went, that's the guy whose picture photograph i've been looking at all these years hanging over my desk and i am very much into (laughs) artwork so i think uh, you're exactly right your photography is like art in many ways the use of positive negative space the minimalism that you involve and especially that setting on the salt there bonneville makes for a wonderful canvas where you work so i think your uh your mantra your quote there makes a lot of sense well yeah, I, I just wanted to add one more thing. I try and bring a timelessness to the photograph. Mm. But I try and photograph somehow, somewhere, but the background doesn't date stamp it. Ah. And uh, that's that's an important part for me. Sure, I understand completely. Well, we're going to be focusing on this latest book, Rolling Bones, and I wondered if you could share with me what instigated your goal to create this book. Take us to a point in time when you decided that this is another story that had to be told. I met Ken and Keith, who are the Rolling Bones, Ken Smith and Keith Cornell, uh, in 2002. And it's actually when I was doing the Seven Coops photograph. Uh, we already set it up with Hop Up Magazine, and we were going to have five coops out there. And I got this call from Ken Smith, and he said, we'd love to be part of this. And I said, well, you know, I don't even know who you are, and I don't know your cars, and I don't know where they'd fit in. And he sent me photographs, and I liked what I saw, and they drove all the way from New York to L.A. 
to wow. me, the Seville Mirage. Oh my gosh. That impressed me. Yeah. That impressed me <laughs> big time. And, uh, that was in 2002 and I've been across country with them th- probably about three times. And, uh, these guys are the real deal. They build cars that work. They build cars that function. They build cars that drive and they drive the wheels off of them. Mm. And they're not modern creations. They don't have independent suspensions and so forth and so forth. And, uh, so they are to me, the quintessential American hot rod. Uh, and it doesn't mean that there aren't a lot others, a lot of others out there. It just means that these just happen to strike a chord with me. Ken's a fine artist. He has a way of proportioning the differences in the car, where the wheel locations are and so forth and so forth. So from my fine art background, I picked up on this in a minute. Hmm. I mean, it was, it was part of the reason I liked their work so much. And, uh, we just stayed in touch and we just keep doing more and more work. We photographed the cover of this book in 2015 at Bonneville and we had to trailer the cars out onto the salt to photograph them because it was wet everywhere. And the front cover, the front of the book and the back of the book were photographed in 2015. Nice. Where does the name Rolling Bones come from? I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't know. (laughs) I thought it was a secret club thing and I didn't have the right handshake. No, I don't have the right handshake either. They never told me. Ah, (laughs) okay. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, It just. It just works. Maybe a listener out there can uh, give us a little insight into that. That's pretty funny. I like that. (laughs) Well, you know, the cover that you shot for this book, and the back cover for that matter, but the front cover, what's kind of cool about it is it almost has a a skull and crossbones look to it. It's got a little bit of a sinister feel to it because of the car and the chopped top on the car, and then the the axle coming out so far the way the proportions are. So to me, it's almost like a skull and crossbones things, and that's what I kind of thought it might have something to do, but uh, we'll have to look into that and find out. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So, Peter, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Share with me the challenges you faced during this project of putting this book together. And more importantly, how did you overcome those challenges so that you could end up with such a fine piece of art as this book? The ultimate choice is I have thousands of photographs of these cars and uh, in different parts of the United States. And going through and editing them down to a workable range is probably the hardest part of it. Mm. And uh, that probably took more time than anything. And it's a mixture of trying to push further into the fine art realm of something that somebody would like to hang in on their wall as a piece of work rather than just see it in a book. Now, seeing it in a book works beautifully because it's the best way to buy art. That's the best way to buy it affordably. And, uh, I love doing books, but I also now try to do my books as pieces of art in a sense. Sure. And, uh, I have strong feelings about that. And it's one of the reasons that I've been able to connect with some of the people I've connected with and do the work that I'm I'm doing. And I appreciate it. I I appreciate everybody that's allowed me the time to do it. Very it's nice. gone out of their way, taking time, and uh, these are people, everybody, I've had people come up to me and said, you only shoot pictures of your friends. That's not true. I become friends with the people that I photograph because I like what they do, and I have a deep respect for them, and I get to know them over the years, 
And yeah, I become very close friends with them, uh, but I don't go to photograph just people that I know. Sure. That's something I've been actually accused of. So I'm trying to alleviate that. Well, we've dispelled that here today because you mentioned those two guys. Uh, you didn't know them. They contacted you and brought their cars out, and they ended up being a part of that one iconic shot. So uh, there's a great example that doesn't happen. But I think it's great that you form these relationships with people, and that's really an overriding theme here at Cars. Yeah, is car people like other car people. You can have differences in other parts of your life, but car people just have a way of coming together, helping each other, becoming good buddies and friends. Uh, that's the great thing about the car culture. Well, the Rolling Bones book is, uh, we push some limits of minimalism, of just little pieces of the car showing in an overall double spread landscape of the minimalism of Bonneville and so forth. And, uh, Frankly, I'm getting a lot of response from those images. Nice. And nice. it's it's coming it's coming from people within the car culture and from outside the car culture, but it's also making me feel good about what I've done. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm proud of the book. I think we did a good job on it. I feel really good about the book. I think we did a really nice job. Peter Bodensteiner and John Stika who is the designer, we sit down for a week after I've edited everything down and after I've gone through everything and brought it down to some half-assed reasonable number, we sit down and go through and we just we build the book. Yeah. And they're wonderful to work with. We have a great time. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> it turns into, turns into almost a, a, an experience in itself because each book is different. Yeah, I understand. I was in publishing for many years. It's a it's a huge amount of work. Peter Bodersteiner's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. I love the books that they produce there and and I'll let the listeners know this book is is awesome. It's 12 inches by 11 inches. It's 224 pages long. As you mentioned the forward by Phil Lanier, it's really really a work of art. It's a wonderful piece. It's not something you want to put on your shelf and walk away. You want to leave it out where you can pick it up, enjoy it. It's been sitting on my coffee table Ever since you sent it to me for months now, I go over there, pick it up every weekend, sit down, enjoy it, take a few looks at a couple pictures again and again and again. So you're right. You did a fantastic job there. Let's shift gears, Peter, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love to have you share what I call a career or a project aha moment. It's a time during the process that something popped up in your head and you said, this is the direction I need to go with this book. You mentioned pushing your limits on this thing. How did that aha moment happen, and how did it help you make this book a reality? Well, the aha moment, I think, really came about because I've been pushing for it for so long, and I've been trying to improve that all the time. And to me, each new project is a new learning experience. And I come from a fine art background. I learned from some of the great. I, I have never taken a class in photography from anybody, but I've studied with people from Ansel Adams to Peter Delory to Brett Weston to Morley Bear, a lot of known people, Matt Heineken, Robert Heineken, and a lot of people like this. And I learn something from all these people every time. I don't want to do their work. I don't want to do work like theirs. I want to develop my own style, but uh, these, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have come through at a better time. Yeah, I really couldn't. I taught photography for over 20 years, and I taught in fine art schools and uh, the Sun Valley Center for the Arts and Humanities. I taught when Peter Delory was running the photography there, 
and I met so many people that were world-renowned photographers. I learned something from all of them. Hmm. I couldn't have learned that in a university. I couldn't have learned that in school. There's nothing like working with the masters, that's for sure. No, it's a real thing. Absolutely. What makes this book so special for you, and why are you so proud of the final publication? I think we pushed some limits into fine art that we haven't done in other books, although we approached it in the Bonneville book. The Bonneville book, I think, was a was a uh, landmark book for me. It's a gold book that I've always wanted. And uh, this book, I think we pushed it even further. I mean, the, the cover photograph kind of shows that. It's, it's about as minimal as you can get. Mm-hmm. It's the flat line of the salt flats. There's one car on it. It's a dead straight-on shot. The, the rolling bones signature across the top, it took uh, John Steakin and his wife, Martine, two days to do that to antique it and get it to look right. Oh, my gosh. They built the font, and we worked on that cover. And we we spent probably a week creating the cover. Wow. <laughs> and we, we came up with that, and we figured, okay, we're not going to be on bookshelves and stuff like this, so we don't have to have bright red and all that sort of stuff, but we need to make it look good. It needs to be something that is acceptable as a piece of work in itself. That made a difference. Yeah, they did a fantastic job with that because the script on the front cover does have very much that old feel that the car represents, and it doesn't look contrived. It looks like something you'd see the patine on the side of an old car that has years and years of rubbing on it and and work on it. So uh, kudos to them for the nature of the design that they did on that cover. I think it really worked really nice. And how does this book, in your mind, relate to the past books you've done? You talk about this being the fifth book. Are there some elements that relate to past books that apply here? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of it's the subject matter. A lot of it's the location. A lot of this was shot at Bonneville Mm -hmm. or at El Mirage, a minimalistic background. But every book I try and push further and further into a spectrum of what I consider the fine art spectrum. Now, what I'm talking about, fine artist. I mean, something that you don't pick up, look through it, put it on your shelf and never look at it again. I want, I want this to have a lasting effect. I want people to look at this 20 years down the road and say, wow, there's something still here. For a lot of listeners, they may be saying, what do you mean fine art? This is photography. I don't get it. How, what are you talking about there? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Photography has always been the nemesis <laughs> in the fine art world. It's always been repeatable, so everybody's kind of scoffed at it. But uh, I learned from the people who made it real. Now, the digital world has taken over, and they're pushing another limit now, which I still haven't stepped into. There's something I call the integrity of the photograph. And the integrity of the photograph to me is I photograph what was there. I don't change things. I'm not moving things around. I may dodge and burn a little bit or change the contrast somewhat, but I, I, I literally, what you see is what was there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And that's what I call the integrity of the photograph. I'm not changing the, uh, the whiteness of the salt or the uh, color of the backdrop. I'm not intensifying it or doing anything. I'm just, I'm shooting what's there and I'm just making sure that I'm there at the right time. That to me, that integrity is what holds up over a lifetime. And people can go back and say that was something that was real. That was something that was there. And that that really is an important part for me. But I grew up with that. I mean, that's how I learned. And uh, 
I learned from people who, who were the masters at it, and I, I still believe in it. I still shoot that way, and I still shoot film. Wow. I also I also sh- I also shoot digital. Don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> I'm not putting down digital, but I haven't found digital yet to match film. I see. Very film cool. still has a magic to it that has a uh, a beauty to it that uh, the digital world hasn't quite reached. Now I know I'm going to get some argument on that, but uh, that's that's my feeling. I understand. I understand. Is there anything about the book that you wish you'd done a little differently? Oh boy, there always is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never done anything in my life that I don't look back on and say, "Well, maybe I could have done it different." Yes, I think I probably could have changed a couple of things. If I looked back through it real closely, there are a couple of pictures I would drop, and there are a couple of pictures I would add. Mm-hmm. But basically, I'm ready for the next project. I don't want to sit here and dwell on this book. I'm proud of what we did. I feel good. Uh, the Rolling Bones guys, uh, I think, are real. I think the uh, publisher, Peter, and the designer, John, and his wife, Martine, they did wonderful work for me. And uh, we, I enjoy working with them. I had a great time. What has you excited, and what is that next project going to be? <laughs> Next project is kind of under wraps. I really don't want it to go out. Oh, secret but secret stuff. It, it, it's going to be, okay, I can tell you this. It'll be printed in the United States, not in Hong Kong. It'll be a big art book. It'll be elegant. Okay. It'll have an elegance to it. That, I mean, I think these books are elegant, but they're printed in Hong Kong, and they're not the same as going to a fine art printer and printing on fine art stock and having a beautiful, elegant cover, and uh, it's special. It's 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 as close as I can get to having something that you can hang on a wall and still have it in a book. There you go. I see. I want to push it to that level, and that's what I think we can do. Yeah, we'll all have to sit with our uh, anticipation flowing here for what that next book is going to be about. <laughs> Obviously, it'll have something to do with cars, right? It will be automotive. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that's important. It will have. It will not be in a box. Okay. It will not be in a box. This is one of the things I think is happening in the automotive world right now, which I'm really glad of and uh, I appreciate, is people are getting out of the boxes. It doesn't have to be a pre-48 Ford or a 1932 Ford. It can be a 1968 Camaro. It can be a Formula One car. It can be an old Indy car. It can be a Bonneville race car. It can be a motorcycle. It, it can be the real thing. I mean, it. I don't like containment. I love the idea of seeing something that was created for the pure beauty of what it is. There you go. All right. Well, we will wait with anticipation. Do you have a favorite author or favorite photographer that's a big inspiration for you? You mentioned a lot of them earlier on in our talk. But... Oh, boy. Uh, favorite photographers, I think, range from... All the people I've been around, uh, I learned a lot from Peter DeLore. I still admire his work. I still collect his work. Uh, Adams, I can't afford his work, but I still love it. Uh, Brett Weston, I think, is one of the finest formalistic photographers that ever lived. I think he was even better than his father, Edward, but that's personal also. And uh, Robert Heineken uh, for pop art. I mean, he took it to new levels, so... You know, I'm learning from all these people, and all of them make a difference to me. And as for books and authors, I still love Dean Bachelor's book. 
Peter Harholt's book on the uh, McLaren cars and stuff like this, but I've expanded way beyond that. And uh, I'm including authors now that have nothing to do with the automotive industry that I think are worth reading, Mm -hmm. that I think give me a a new look at an experience that allow me to see things just a little bit differently. And uh, No Country for Old Men by Cormac McCarthy. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched that movie I don't know how many times. But then I mix it up with Vanishing Point with Barry Newman. Not the new one, but the original. Right. And uh, I, I love stuff like that. And it's all popular culture but it all comes from different directions. And what the mixture of my life has been is from all these different directions. So I like the idea of reading different authors that come from these different directions. And I learn a little bit about where they come from sure, and how it applies to what I'm doing. So I, I, I can't say that I have a favorite. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for what a lot of people do. Well, Peter, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Peter, we're back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. Okay. What's the best book writing advice you've ever received? Write from the heart. (laughs) Yes. Write what really happened. Write something that you have a passion about. Can you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your ability to complete this project? the Rolling Bones book? Uh, Look at everything from an artist's viewpoint. Mm. Uh, Look at everything from uh, my background's architecture and fine art. I see. So I see things in, I see, see things in perspective in three dimensions. And that allows me to see how an automotive sequence may set up 
and uh, it allows me to see how it fits within a with a within a uh, pictorial area to create a piece of fine art. And I learned just as much from architecture as I did from any fine art. Excellent. My father uh, is an architect, and uh, he's taught me a lot about how to look at things in three dimensional form and translate those ideas into other elements. So I understand that completely. What kind of resources did you access in producing this book? Uh, my life. <laughs> I'll, I'll be quite honest. No, I'll be I'll I'll be real straight about this. Uh, and all the artwork I've ever looked at ah makes okay. a difference. The culmination and uh, it it runs from anything from Jackson Pollock to Rembrandt to uh, current artists to pop art, Andy Warhol, whoever. It it really doesn't have any boundaries and. Uh, I picked up some recent books. Uh, Nick Brandt, who does African animals, and he's trying to save animals over there. I love his photography. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired by anything that I see, that I see an aesthetic that I can learn from. Nice. Well, your book is available right now, correct? Yes. Yeah, and it's available from what? What are some uh, sources where people could find your book? Uh, www.stanceandspeed.com. All one word, all lowercase. Dance nice. and speed is one word. Yep. And uh, you can call me. You can get in touch with me by via email or telephone or Facebook or however. I'm redoing a website right now that's going to have this book listed on it. But nice. I've been horribly remiss at doing website stuff because I've been doing books. <laughs> I understand. And they they take up so much time, and I'm so far behind right now that uh, the Bonneville book made it in, but the Rolling Bones book isn't in there yet. Okay. And we are going to set up, in fact, right after this, I'm going to go over and talk to the people about setting up automatic push-button credit card stuff. Awesome. So people can go to my site or they can go to Peter's site, which is the Stance and Speed site, mm-hmm. and you can buy the book. There you go. Well, I'll make sure that we list all those resources on your show notes page here at Cars Yeah. And I want to remind our listeners that one lucky Cars Yeah subscriber is going to get a signed copy of this book from Peter. Compliments of Peter. And to be eligible to win, you've got to go to CarsYeah.com. You've got to click on my free book button and you'll get a copy of my ebook, Filler Up. Or just subscribe on the website and your name will go into the hat and we are going to give away a copy. Peter will sign this for you. He'll uh, personalize if you'd like. Very, very kind of you to do that. You tell them I'll write anything they want in the book. There you go. (laughs) You heard it, listeners. Anything you'd like. That is going to make this one special gift. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question is kind of interesting. I've got two questions for you. If there's one singular message you'd like your readers to get from looking at and reading your book, Rolling Bones, what would that message be? Find your passion and do it. (laughs) I love that. I Period. love it. It's, I, I think it's the same one. It hasn't changed. That's one of them that hasn't. I believe in that. Keep the passion going. Keep it going. Now, if I could buy you one collector car, Peter, any car in the world, <laughs> something kind of special, you're going to have to keep it and drive it. I don't want this to be a garage queen. I don't think you're a garage queen kind of guy anyway. But that one special car, what would it be? You know, I knew you were going to ask me this, and I, I thought it over, and uh, I own what I want. Nice. I really do. Nice. And what's that? I have the 15-ounce fuel coupe, which is an old 1960s original drag car. Yep. Still in original paint. 
I love the car. It's my Jackson Pollock in the garage. I go out and drink a beer and just look at it. <laughs> and we're keeping it original. We're not going to change it. Nice. We are going to run it at Bonneville if Bonneville survives. Yeah. The salt is in very delicate condition right now, and uh, I'm really concerned about it. So we're having an engine built for it. We're building an old iron, iron Hemi, an old iron 354 Hemi with a 671 blower. And cool. It's got all new parts inside, but it's original on the outside. You can't tell the difference. I also have a 71 Camaro. It's all set up with Trans Am racing parts that I learned from Herb Adams, uh, who used to build Trans Am cars down in Monterey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had this car for, it's, I've had this car longer than any car I've ever had. I've had it for 30, 40 years. Very nice. And uh, it's been under three <laughs> complete rebuilds. Oh my but gosh. it's uh, it's it's a race car now. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard it's hard to drive on the street. It's so low to the ground. The hoods louvered. The engine's over horsepowered. Got a racing tranny in it and a uh, racing rear end. Huge sway bars and everything. It's 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 wonderful to drive. It's wonderful to put your foot in it and just go. Uh, I, and I have a uh, Volvo V70R wagon, which is the one race wagon they ever built. Wow. I mean, it's an odd car. Yeah. It's a 300 horse Volvo that has a governor on it to stop it from going over 150. Wow. Well, you're a very fortunate guy to have your dream cars. Plus, I'm very fortunate today because I don't have to go out and buy you something very expensive. So I really appreciate that. Uh, no, I have one. <laughs> uh oh. I have one. Oh. You can buy me the Sunoco Camaro. Oh. Okay. I spoke too soon. That's going to cost me. Yeah, that's going to cost me. Oh, my gosh. Well, I love that car. Yeah, who doesn't? I, I just, I, it's, it's the epitome of real. Yeah, yeah, very nice. It's the, Mark, it's, it's the original Mark Donahue Mark, Camaro. I was going to say, the car that Mark drove. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I thought I was going to get away cheap today, but obviously you were not a cheap date. You're going to cost me a pretty penny. So, uh, oh, my gosh. I won't sell it. I'll guarantee you that. Well, I will sell it. I hope not. I hope not. Well, Peter, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. Once again, I want to thank you for coming back and being a repeat guest here on Cars. Yeah, it's been so fun to talk to you about this new book, Rolling Bones. Awesome, awesome book, listeners. you got to get your hands on it. And I'm going to remind you that one lucky subscriber here at Cars yeah, is going to get their personalized copy of Rolling Bones. So make sure you go to the website and subscribe. Peter, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me. If you could offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down the raceway and that Mark Donahue Sunoco Camaro, what would it be? <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, so important. I mean, that's that's the passion. That's the passion. And uh, never stop learning. Right. You never know enough. Absolutely. I, I, I don't. I don't have anything else to add to that. I mean, that's <laughs> that's been my life, and uh, I still feel like I'm. I still feel like I'm a uh, an amateur. Well, it's good to always be learning, no matter what point in time you're at. And and I'll remind our listeners too: if you want to get a copy of this book, go to stanceandspeed.com. They've got a copy there. I'll list some other sources on the website on Peter Shono's page here at carsyad.com slash Peter Vincent. Just go to the Cars Yeah website, type Peter in that search bar, and his page will pop up, and you can find ways to get your hands on a copy. Again, I encourage you to buy yourself a copy of this. Buy this for your car buddy friends, because uh, this is going to make an awesome, awesome gift. The holidays are coming up, birthdays, whatever it is. Get your hands on this. You're going to be happy that you did. I will say one thing about the books that are being published now. Uh Uh-huh. 
are being published in much smaller volumes. Ah, okay. So when they sell out, they're gone. They're gone. They're done. There you go. Well, there you go, listeners. Get your hands on a copy now. Absolutely. Peter, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Mark, I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. I appreciate your interest, and I appreciate what you're doing. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.